Blog Talk Radio. Are you looking for live one-on-one psychic readings? Visit StarsPsychics.com. They offer a community of gifted psychic readers that can do live psychic readings through their private chat rooms. At StarsPsychics.com, you'll find channelers, tarot card readers, clairvoyants, even spiritual advisors. Online psychic readings are a great way to find out answers from the convenience and privacy of your home. For a limited time, get five minutes free to start. That's Stars with a Z. Psychics.com. Good morning. Welcome to my Whisperer program. For those of you who are watching on Spreecast, my name is Michael Gordon. And for those of you who are listening on Blog Talk Radio, I'm also Michael Gordon. And this is the Mind Whisperer Radio program. Welcome to the program today. We are talking about why relationships fail. This is a really big topic, especially as uh, Valentine's Day approaches. And so we want to look at uh, some of the factors that go into relationships, uh, how we get into relationships, and and why there's such a a failure rate of marriage and relationships. And just getting used to some of the technical stuff here, so you bear with me, please, on... uh, Spreecast, if you're watching on Spreecast, and certainly if you're listening to the program, um, Spreecast is, um, the address is Spreecast.com, and uh, you can find Michael Gordon on there. And I'm going to try and synchronize these two programs for the time being so that you can have a video uh, chat with me, as well as uh, for those who just want to listen to the program on Blog Talk Radio, you have it archived in, in iTunes. Um, and uh, on Blog Talk Radio's uh, on my homepage, which is forward slash The Mind Whisperer. So why are there so many failed relationships? Maybe you're in a relationship now, and uh, or you're uh, single or divorced, or for some other reason uh, find yourself on the precipice of relationship or reflecting on why your relationship didn't work. And there's a, there's a lot of depth to this topic, obviously, and so we want to... Uh, um, look into um, what those factors are. So I'm going to be very direct here, and of course uh, we're only going to cover a certain amount in this short period of time. So the main factor of why relationships fail is because we are operating from some conditional sense of self-acceptance within ourselves, and that basically is what it's all about. And what does that mean? That means that as a person who wants to get into a relationship or is in relationship, the other person is only a mirror of what we feel about ourselves. And so if we haven't completely accepted ourselves, it doesn't mean we're not capable of relationship or not wanting relationship or able, um, but well, actually the ability is compromised somewhat by um, our relationship with ourselves. And so how does this happen? Why does this happen? Uh, We'll answer that in just a minute. The second part of why relationships fail is that, uh, and all these flow within one another, is that we end up picking the wrong person for us. 
Now, there's no perfect person out there, but the lack of full self-acceptance, the conditional self-acceptance, puts us in a position where we are looking for completion, and therefore we pick the wrong partner. I'll get into that a little bit. And the third part is maybe we, we the first condition is true, that we still aren't operating from wholeness, and that's okay. And we can pick somebody who's going to maybe trigger us and it's going to be difficult, and maybe that's what a soulmate is, someone that's going to help us grow as well as make us feel loved, too, at the same time, not just remind us of our wounds and our pain. But the third part of this equation is that um, you or your partner may not have the skills to handle conflict, or you may not be willing to handle conflict. So all these things you can see flow into one another. So let's go back and look at some basic theory um, as to the first part, um, which is that you're not operating from, from wholeness. So in childhood, you're supposed to feel um, unconditional love from your parents, and as they teach you how to appropriately gauge um, yourself in relation to other people. And this goes into a lot of theory about uh, um, uh, developmental psychology. Um, for example, there's a, a, a whole set of uh, theoretical principles called object relations, and this is basically how we evolve as an organism to see that we're different from someone else. It starts in, in, in the infantile stage and then in the toddler stage and then grows out and we start to build relationships in the safety of feeling loved no matter what. So we can cry, we can, you know, dirty our diapers, we can um, have all of our needs met simply by acting out. So essentially children are complete narcissists and parents are there to tolerate it. And as you start to develop a little bit more uh, autonomy and responsibility, um, then you start to see that you know you can tie your own shoelaces and um, you know go to school. And your tolerance for being alone is not uh, undermined by a sense of being abandoned. Okay, so these two things coexist now in your world that you know you're safe and connected and at the same time you're responsible for yourself. Now when that goes wrong, for whatever reason, through neglect or abandonment or perceived neglect, abandonment, abuse, isolation, um, and or maybe just the parents missed out on certain aspects of that child's development, um, and a lot of that gets misdiagnosed as ADD, etc. There may be a, a child's social and emotional needs aren't getting met. Uh, then that natural um, evolution of self and the ability to engage and relate to other people becomes corrupted. And so what happens is, is we have this corrupted and, and in essentially this, what I mean by conditional self-acceptance is we don't feel whole. We're waiting for something else to complete us or we're waiting for something else to remind us that we're not complete. And so subconsciously when we go to look for a partner, we may be trying to get those conditions met. And we have this sort of sense that where are those perfect parents we never had who were supposed to protect me from feeling this way? And so this is what uh, Sigmund Freud, um, first of all, looked, just, uh, described as projection. You've probably heard that term before. And the term projection relates to whatever is not resolved in the subconscious, whatever patterns are there, ends up getting overlaid onto other people. It gets deferred to them as if it's they're failing us. The world is failing us. And when it comes to these internalized, uh, dashed expectations of childhood about our parents not having helped us resolve this internally, then we, or if there's real um, identifiable uh, 
failure, you know, in terms of the parents or their behavior towards us, which we can't reconcile as children, then we're looking for that subconsciously. So you have the subconscious, which has got these wounds and these unreconciled problems of childhood, which are lingering and stay within us, and we, we build our identity around them. And then we have our conscious mind which says, okay, well, I'm still an adult, I still have to function in the world, and I'd really like to meet somebody fabulous. Well, if you don't feel whole inside, then your subconscious is choosing for you. And this is what Freud deemed uh, a repetition compulsion. In other words, uh, the analogy I use as a therapist uh, is that um, in the first Star Wars movie, uh, the droid R2-D2 that um, uh, suddenly gets triggered into uh, playing this hologram, um, this holographic image of um, Obi-Wan Kenobi and, and uh, or sorry, um, Princess Leia asking for help. She records a message into the droid and then the droid plays it back and Luke Skywalker sees this message pleading, uh, help me Obi-Wan Kenobi, help me Obi-Wan Kenobi. And that's our subconscious. Where's my mom? Where's my perfect mom? Where's my perfect dad? So you can see the setup there. Now that doesn't mean necessarily that we should all be alone and um, get therapy and never be in a relationship, but you can see that it uh, it requires a lot of uh, self-awareness and uh, effort as an adult to to um, really take responsibility for that core problem of our self-worth. And I was just thinking about the self-worth issue, and I was looking at a measuring cup this morning. And the, you know, we think optimists say that the cup is half full, and pessimists say it's half empty. That's self-esteem. So in any minute, you can feel empty or full in your experience in the world. But a healthy uh, uh, person and, and a relatively whole person uh, doesn't confuse that with that's who they are in any one moment. That's their experience, but it's not like the cup is now destroyed. And so the analogy I thought of this morning is when your car runs out of gas, you don't say, well, the car is broken now. It just needs more gas. The car is perfectly fine if it has gas in the tank. And the gas in the tank is our needs at being able to identify our needs, et cetera, et cetera. So if that's not conscious, then we are laying that responsibility subconsciously as we go look for a partner on the other person, that they're going to fix that for us. And that's a real setup. Now, what do I mean by picking the wrong partner for us? Um, whatever message we have internalized from our childhood, from that scarcity, that incompleteness, um, we can, again, that repetition compulsion is that we were, we're going to continue to play it out like that movie until something changes. And so that may look like I'm not good enough. It may look like I have to suffer. It may look like I have to rescue people. I have to fix my parents and, and make them get, give me what I want. And so we think that we're choosing one person and we look at their qualities and say, oh, great, finally here's this nice person who really sees me for who I am. And then we fall into that trap of confusing uh, that that person knows exactly what we need with the fact that they're a separate person. We're no longer in that in, in, appropriately enmeshed relationship with, with a, a parent, like when we're in the infant stage, where they should be paying absolute attention to what we need and, and picking up on it. We're now in the adult stage, which is, you know, you've got to regulate yourself. You've got to ask for help. And so that person ends up failing us. And, and we get into relationship, and we say, oh, this person's changed now. Now they're intolerant of me, or, or their needs are taking over my needs. 
or they've got moods I didn't see when we started dating. And that's because we idealize them when we go into the relationship. And we don't realize we're doing that, partly because we're so high on the attraction and the need to correct absolutely this internal problem. And so, again, they're a mirror of our own process. Now, again, that doesn't mean that um, that relationship can't work. It's just going to take a lot more effort. And that brings us to the third part. And today is really an introduction because we need a lot, lot more time to unfold this. But the third part is that either you or your partner is unwilling or unable, don't, don't have the skills to manage conflict and to manage yourself emotionally through that process. So that's where you have really don't have a good pairing or maybe you have a good pairing and you need uh, external help. You need someone to facilitate that dialogue. And just because you need a lot of dialogue and you need maybe some counseling doesn't mean your relationship's wrong. It just means you may recognize that you've come together. You are kind of a manifestation of the things you need to work on, but you really do love this person and they trigger the hell out of you. Um, but overall, you are quite compatible and you need a little extra help to make up for the lack of communication and um, skills when you get triggered and you get flooded with all this uh, uh, confusion and low self-worth or doubt or, or rage against your partner for all the things I described, um, for not helping you manage your own emotions or not being the perfect person or not accepting you perfectly, um, then uh, some counseling or education or skills development between the two of you can, can really uh, amend that and ameliorate that. And that really does come down to um, that ability to, um, again, manage what you're feeling and take responsibility for it um, and not be projecting it onto the other person. Well, there's so much more to talk about. I'm glad to introduce this topic to you today. I hope it's been a benefit to you as Valentine's comes up and maybe you want to renew your sense of commitment to your partner and see them differently and, and perfectly imperfect and um, and ask for uh, you know the, the forgiveness that you are struggling and find some humility, or to take a moment to really develop your relationship with yourself before you choose your next partner. My name is Michael Gordon. Uh, I am uh, host of the Mind Whisperer radio program on blogtalkradio.com. You can find my links on Spreecast and on blogtalkradio.com. It's been a pleasure to host you today. Uh, the podcast is available on iTunes. And um, please contact me with any suggestions for programs or questions that I can bring up uh, for part two of this program and uh, spread the word and we'll speak to you soon. Take care of yourself.